Hi, Emmaus. Welcome back to the Proclaim and Display podcast, episode 16, where we help you show and tell the gospel to your neighbors and the nations. Back in the studio today with Jaron and Kennedy. Hello. What's up? All right. That was take two. Take one did not. We didn't make it all the way through, <laughs> did we? So uh, we, we tried. We we, okay. we we didn't hit the correct buttons, but we are back. That was good for take two. Um, Jaron. Uh, yes. I know, yes, you know, yes. the buttons on the computer, it's hard right now because you have so much on your plate, man. Yeah, I've Easter got a lot coming. going on over you here. You really do. You know, you really do. So <laughs> Easter's coming soon. Talk through us. Uh, talk through the Easter schedule. What do people at Emmaus need to know heading into Holy Week, things going on at Easter? Kind of walk us through that that schedule one more time. Yeah, we've got uh, several opportunities for you uh, to uh, just remember the gospel. And so this week, uh, here are a few things on Wednesday. We have the prayer walkthrough that's going to happen Wednesday and Thursday, Wednesday night, April 5th from five to 7 PM. So there's not going to be a meal at the church, no activities, just the Monday, Thursday prayer walkthrough. And then if you're not able to do that Wednesday night, you can do that the next day on Thursday between 11 AM and 7 PM. So it's a really incredible Really cool experience, so I'd encourage you to do that, especially if you've not tried it before. Uh, Good Friday at 6.30 p.m., we're going to have a just a time of singing hymns and prayer, and uh, we're going to be meeting in the lobby, which is kind of a different, interesting venue, which is a lot of fun. So uh, come and hang out with us for the Good Friday service at 6.30 p.m., and then, of course, Easter Sunday, we've got you two services, one at 9.15 and 10.45 Courtney and Amy are doing a lot of work for the Happy Happy Easter Hall. That's going to be. Did between... you say that with enough happiness? To... Well, was... probably not. I'm <laughs> reading this off a notepad, so I, it probably doesn't that... sound very conversational. Happy Happy Ooh, Easter! I like that. That was that was good. Hall. I like that. <laughs> so uh, that'll be happening between the worship services, and so you'll you'll definitely want to walk your kids through that. So remember, also no Sunday school that day. So. Got a lot of lot of stuff happening this week. No, I love that. And Kennedy, thinking about trying to help people reach out to their neighbors, reach out to the community. What are some ideas uh, around Easter that people can use? Yeah. Well, when we think about Easter, like the hope of the resurrection, I mean, that's where our hope comes from. That's Absolutely. the story of yeah. Jesus. That's a lot of what our faith is based off of. And so I think Easter is like a perfect opportunity to share your faith, whether that's like putting out yard signs, um, inviting friends to our services. Um, Also, I think Maundy Thursday is an incredible way that if you have a friend that's um, not a believer or asking a lot of questions, like inviting them and walking through that with them um, because they're able to walk through the gospel. I mean, that's what it is. They're walking through the story of Jesus. And so um, that's really special. I know that my family um, is inviting some friends to join us on Easter um, and just inviting them to our home afterwards. And so if you know someone that um, maybe doesn't have a family to spend Easter with, and especially if they're not believers, like invite them to spend that weekend with you. Um, go Invite them to come to service with you, invite them to your home afterwards, and um, not only tell them about the gospel, but also show them and how we're um, just showing hospitality and how we're caring for them over Easter. So it's a really good opportunity, I think, to share your faith and to share why we celebrate Easter, why it's a holiday. I love that idea of hospitality, not only 
what that does at Easter and the outreach opportunity there. But that is actually a perfect segue into our guest today. So uh, Emmaus, I'm excited for you all to hear from our guest on the podcast today, someone who's been around Emmaus for many years, Mr. Habanero himself, Todd Pepper. <laughs> hey! Hey, Todd. Todd. hey, everybody. It's nice to be here. Yero? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. Habanero. Was... He did it with a Mexican Little, I just flair. Okay. gave okay. it a little flair. So I'm <laughs> trying over here. No, like, I, I'm not questioning. You know, I'm, I'm learning. I'm uh, granted, learning. granted, I did criticize your speaking of happy, happy Easter hallway. So like <laughs> yeah. the least, the it's least, it, it should come right. back on me at that Quite point. So right. uh, man, completely my Quite fault. Right. So right. Todd, I looked this morning and we have January 15th, 1996 listed as your first day Whoa. on staff at Emmaus. So Whoa. let me just say first, I can't guarantee that's precisely the right date, but does it sound about right? That sounds about right, but that definitely makes me sound really old as well. <laughs> Todd, I have something Speaking to say about old. that date. Oh, no. Here it comes. That day was the day before I was born. Yes! <laughs> okay, but that definitely proves then that I'm extremely old. So, Maybe the so greatest not moment. to make you feel old, but that was definitely the day right oh, before I was awesome. born. The greatest moment ever on the Emmaus podcast just happened right there. That's so, awesome. Todd started working at Emmaus the day before Kennedy was born. Man, I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, uh, what did you start? What, what was your role starting out? Initially, since we were such a small church, we were in the original sanctuary, which only held maybe 100 people. And so our crew that we had that took care of the building came in after midnight, from midnight to 6. And so they needed somebody to come in and prep the building during the day for like our Wednesday service and Sunday service. Yeah. So I said, hey, that sounds like me. I can do that for there you go. I love it. I love it. So, uh, Jaren, uh, I think you're going to talk just for a second about just kind of some things you've seen Todd do around yeah. Emmaus over the years and how much he means to you. Yeah. So, I, I think the question is what what does Todd do needs to be stated. What does Todd not do? That's true. So That's true. At, yeah. at, at Emmaus. But uh, I think just as he just said, it kind of bare bones. He's, he's kind of the front door. Speaking of hospitality, he's kind of like the front door for us when our building is being used. So opens, unlocks, locks up, but even not just the front and end of a, an event. Think of like uh, maybe your family wants to use the Fellowship Center for a birthday party or uh, your kid's soccer team wants to use the gym on Thursday nights from 6.30 to 7.30. So Todd is always typically the guy who's going to be there making sure the building's ready uh, for usage, uh, getting people in, getting people out, shutting it down, but also the in-between just being available to help. And, uh, like I said, just be hospitable. And he just does a great job at that, but he, he does a whole lot of other things. He's, he's always picking up trash as he's walking through the building. He's, you know, contacting us when we need help or need to, to be aware of things that he is seeing. And so, Todd's, Todd is like the Swiss Army knife Ooh. of Emmaus. Oh, I like wow. that. That's the good. way That's good. I would yeah, describe yeah. it. He just, oh, I appreciate that. That, that could go. fit. That could fit. <laughs> He's got a lot of yeah. tools that can yeah. be pulled out. Yeah, I, so like, true. I like that. That's fun. So, Todd, one of the perks of being up here at the building a lot, especially, you know, when a banquet's happening or a birthday party happening, something like that, you know, you might you might find a snack or a casserole or, or a dinner to take home that night. Are there any events you really look forward to every year, or you see something walk through the door and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's 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 going to be good." So my favorite events are typically when we have family reunions here, because that's when you get the home cooked meals. Oh yeah, Ooh. and that's when Aunt Birdie or whoever brings their 
screaming casserole. Oh, yeah. Or your mima brings the smothered Meemaw, steak. Yes. yes. And so it's the real home cooking that you get. And so they always say, Todd, come on in. Let's That's yeah, awesome. make sure you get your share. I, say, I, I appreciate it so I much. I love that. So, Amaeus. Host your family reunion at our building because you're helping Todd out in yeah. the process. Like we'll we'll make it a, the building available for you. We'll make the new pavilion available yeah. for you, and uh, make sure you bring good green bean green bean casserole All, or yeah. home cooking things like that. All me malls welcome. Yeah, on our worst weeks, poor Todd has to eat Alfredo's like five nights a week. So. Speaking of which, that was only just last week as well. <laughs> yeah. Pastor Potluck, right? Yeah. We had three different banquets, including the Pastor Potluck, and it was Alfredo's, which yeah. was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We appreciate our friends so at Alfredo's. Much. They're faithful. They always come through. It's a good meal for a good price, but uh, Todd needs some variety yeah. here. So, that's no, that's good. That's a lot of fun. Uh, Todd, we talked a little bit about how you got started working at Emmaus. Back us further up. Just, just give us an overview of your life, your story, uh, family, how you came to faith in Christ. A lot of people at Emmaus, they, they know you, they see you around, but they don't know your story in particular. So let us know a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, I've always lived in Moore. Um, when I went to Stillwater for school, that was basically my only time that I lived away from Moore. My mother and father both were members of First Baptist here in Moore. My dad was a deacon, and my mother, for many, many years, was the music secretary there. Oh, wow. Oh, so right. I grew up running around the church. It's really cool to see staff kids now doing kind of the same thing I did at yeah, their age. Yeah. We know the little secret hideouts, know where, know where the snacks are as well. <laughs> this, this explains why you're so gracious to our kids. <laughs> yeah, it is, exactly. Because yeah. that, that was me, exactly. Oh, that makes so much song. sense. Yeah, thank you for that. So um, I accepted Christ when I was third grade. I still have my little baptismal certificate that Paul Box filled oh, out for me. Man, I love that so much. I have the program still that have my name in it. Um, it's funny because Carol Neal, who goes to church here, yeah. she was baptized the same day oh, as wow. me. Oh, wow. So That's I, I still have that program. Yeah, I love that so much. That's so cool. so you head off, you, you graduate from Moore, or original Moore, I assume. Original Moore, yeah. yes. Then you head off to Stillwater. Mm -hmm. And what does life look like after, uh, after Stillwater? Well, I got my degree in geography. Um, Came back here to Moore. I was starting to look for a job. Um, my degree in geography was more in remote sensing and cartography. Yeah. And so I was trying to find something that I could put that together. At the time, remote sensing, satellite imagery was still not a big thing yet. It was still a kind of an infancy. And that's when my dad got ill with cancer. And so I kind of put that off. Uh, I helped my mom take care of him. Right. And then as soon as he passed on. My mom got ill as well. And so I kind of just, for the next five or six years, helped to take care of her. Yeah. And then I, the whole time, the, the fact that I was able to work here at the church was a blessing that the hours are certainly flexible. Yeah. And everybody was understandable if I needed to take off to go help the family. And sure. so I've just stuck with that since. Yeah. So and yeah. enjoy my MIS family. That, so. man, we, and we are so thankful for that, brother. Mm -hmm. Like just what an incredible gift you are and encouragement you are. And so I, I like how you said that you just the gift of your parents and, and their example of faith, and at the same time, your church family and and the way that that functions as a family as well. So I think I think you're an amazing, amazing example of that. So when we think about using the Emmaus facility, um, a guy like Todd is one of the main reasons we're able to do that. I always tell people in the new member class or like the Discover Emmaus lunch that we do, 
if a church had the square footage that, that we are blessed to have here at Emmaus and it sat unused during the week, I wouldn't feel great about that. I, I think you you run into some pretty serious stewardship issues at that point. But the first day I got here at Emmaus and was looking at these facilities thinking, what do we do? And then I started looking at our church calendar and realizing, oh my word, like there are so many events yeah. There and, are, yeah. that happen. Sorry, no, no, please no, there, I was going to say, there are certain times of the year where we'll go, you know, seven days, seven nights a week with an event here yeah. for 20 or 30 straight days. Yeah. So, yeah. Kennedy, jump in for a second because I this kind of fits into this. Thinking through why we do that, like, and, and this goes back to Jim, your dad, and things that he's done, but how we've been able to utilize our building to connect with the community, kind of talk through some of that. And Todd, jump in because yeah. you're on the front lines of this. Yeah. So I think going back to that hospitality piece, like we're welcoming them into our building and it's so much more than just letting them use our facilities. Um, I see the way even like Todd interacts with people that are coming in, you know, just letting them know like he's here to help um, mm-hmm. in whatever way they can, whatever way they might need help, but also like, the way he approaches them is just so kind, and that's like why we want them to use our facilities. We want them to see Jesus through the use of our building, through um, us, but also like I think it also gets our community comfortable in a church setting. And so mm. we've seen a lot of fruit come from people that use our building because later on down the road, when they start questioning things or they start feeling like they um, should try out church or different things like that, they'll come here and they'll say things like, oh, well, I came here from the school or I came here from an event or I've been here several times before. I've just never (laughs) gone to church. And that's a common theme we hear. And that's why we do what we do. Yeah. So that's what you've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just we're coming up, you know, on the 10th anniversary of the big tornado here just about a month or two. And I think that really kicked us off into overdrive on being the community. Um, you know. What was your role after the tornado in that in that time? <laughs> well, I, I hate to ask because I wasn't here. <laughs> no, it's fine. And, and based on their I laughter, mean, I probably because, should not have asked that no, question. No, 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 no. It's, we had Samaritan's Purse stayed here. We were contacted within basically 24 hours after the tornado hit if our facility was going to be big enough for Samaritan's Purse to come in and set up their relief effort. Right. And we said we'd, we'd give it a shot. We thought we could do it. They were here for nearly seven weeks. And we had nearly 3,000 different people mm-hmm. slept and stayed here at the church. Oh, wow. For that time. And it was interesting because I initially thought it was going to be nothing but just church groups coming, which obviously there were plenty of church groups that came in and stayed here with us. But I bet probably half of it were just normal people that just wanted to volunteer. So we yeah. had people from literally all four corners of the country. We had Maine to Alaska, Hawaii to Florida huh. that came and there'd just be people saying, we saw you on the news. We wanted to come and help. They were not Christians, yeah. but being here with Samaritan's yeah. Purse, every morning we had our Bible study. Yeah. At five o'clock we'd have dinner and it was a share time. And so they would watch us do the share time together and pray together. And so we always had that witness to them, wow. even though they're helping us out. And the way it worked was for me, I would come in about four o'clock and start helping with setting up for dinner and stuff. And I would stay till usually about two in the morning or so because oh, wow. what would happen, everybody would get home, home, back here to the church around five o'clock, hit the showers. And we had, you know, 20 different showers out there with the different shower trailers. Everybody would get cleaned up, go to dinner. 
well, with at the time, we'd probably had at least 300 people staying at a time. So it was packed, and so it was, it was a mess. So basically, I would just help out to get everything cleaned up again and ready to go in the morning. And so it's just every night till about that time, two and, or three in the morning. And then we go, what you say, seven weeks or something like mm-hmm. that, nonstop with Samaritan's yeah. Purse. Yeah. And then it's not long before we turn right around and host the, host the school, the school yeah. right, yeah. right after that. So, wow, what incredible time in, in, in the history of our church there. And, and you having a chance to be right at the... I'm sure you have so many stories that you can share from that time. Probably, so I probably, probably can't not, actually. Not yeah. quite yeah. fitting for the podcast, all, all of them. But uh, is any any story, any interaction, I know it's almost impossible on the spot to pull back, but anything really stand out to you from that time? Or You know, I really enjoyed the share time at dinner. We would have our dinner, and then it was basically the leader, the group leader would stand up and say, who wants to get up and share their experience today? And so other nights were more open than others, sure. but we would have yeah. somebody who said, well, t- today we went to so-and-so's house, help clear the debris and prayed for them and yeah. they would accept Christ. Oh, and wow. Yeah. They would actually then w- invite them to come to dinner. Yeah. And so they would come with them to dinner and, you know, they get to stand up and everybody applaud for them. And so it was wow. a lot of fun. That's really powerful. For seven weeks of that. Yeah. Doing that. Yeah. I think I look, I remember that time and I, I really feel like that, that season encapsulates everything that Todd does for us now is because you have an event like that. It's or an event. It's just, you know, you're hosting Samaritan's person, as you say, all these thousands of people. And there's like the main, you know, high level, you know, structure, strategic things you've got to come up with to make that happen. And then you forget about, well, who's going to lock the building up at night because you have all these people from out of town that need to run to Walmart and need to take care of all these things late at night. And you're like, there's just so many, you know, smaller things, not smaller in the size of impact, but just things that are easily overlooked. And Todd just took care of all of those things. And so it really is just kind of summarizes what he does now. He just takes care of all of the, the really necessary things that sometimes people listening to this podcast don't think about. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Well, and the neat thing is, is in about two minutes when we wrap up this podcast, we're heading straight (laughs) out to the pavilion out there to, uh, to get everything ready tonight, just for the, do the, the dedication and the prayer and, and have pizza out there and hang out at the pavilion. And, and that opens up another, avenue that honestly we don't know exactly what that's going to look like i mean it's it's another opportunity to minister to our community with that rest west property uh obviously it has some complications to our schedule and exactly how we're going to do that so amaius be patient with us as we as we kind of figure out we want your family reunion to happen at the pavilion we want your birthday party to happen so there so does Todd. Exactly. he wants that to happen I love there. Cake. So, so yeah, yeah. Bring, bring the cake bring the casserole like this is good um and and to be able to do that hospitality here and then, as Kennedy was saying, we go out and we do that hospitality in our neighborhoods, and we and we reach out to people right right where we are. And so, um, it's just one of the things that makes me so happy about Emmaus is usage of the facility, a desire to serve the community, and knowing that serving the community and sharing the gospel are not competitive ideas. They're not they're not in competition. They're they're what we've been called to do, and, and we want to do both of those. And and so, Todd, you're just a just a wonderful example of that and what that means and, and the gift that you are to us. And so I wanted people to know your story, to hear from you. And thanks for thanks for doing this. And now we'll go out and we'll we'll keep doing the work we're supposed to do you doing literally this afternoon. So Jaron, uh, yeah. would you pray pray for Todd, pray for yeah, our church, for and sure. then we'll wrap up. 
God, I'm just uh, just thankful for our time today and just thankful for the opportunity to, to use this podcast to share with our church uh, things that are behind the scenes that maybe they aren't, they aren't aware of. And uh, Todd is certainly one of those guys that is just so reliable and so faithful and loyal uh, to the task that's been set before him. Um, Lord, and these tasks are not meaningless. They have so much value and purpose and are connected to kingdom uh, kingdom purposes. And so we're so thankful for that. I'm, I'm just so thankful for Todd, uh, Lord, uh, maybe we're, we're no more like you than when we serve. And, uh, Lord Todd is certainly an example of that. And so I thank you for, um, his willingness and his humility to embrace any and all things that come his way to carry out his role. And, uh, Lord, his willingness to display your love through what he does here at the church and with those we host. And so I'm thankful for that. Thankful for the encouragement he is to me and my family and my boys. And I'm just so thankful to know him and to be known by him. And uh, I pray you just bless him. And uh, Lord, we just, uh, Emmaus is thankful for him. And I hope he knows that. God, we're thankful for you and what you're doing in our lives. And we're excited about um, all the things that are coming up for Holy Week and Easter, Lord, we, we ask you to do big things and we want us, uh, we want to be ready uh, to embrace all that is ahead of us in the coming weeks. And it's your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you, Mayus. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.